The following message by Apostle Dr. Dana Carson is made possible by DCKM Partners, assisting people to know God, making Him known to others, and spreading the kingdom message around the world. Check out our website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from the Kingdom Voice. In this gospel of the kingdom shall be spread across the Coming up today, Dr. Dana Carson will teach us about legitimate rulers and how they impact our life. Then, what's the down payment, my son? Did I not withhold my son? Now listen, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Cattle on a thousand hill, silver and gold belongs to him. But it ain't like his only begotten son. And he said, if I did not withhold my son, freely gave him to you then what makes you think I'm not going to give you clothes what makes you think I'm not going to give you food what makes you think that I'm not going to give you transportation what makes you think I'm not going to put a roof over your head what makes you think I won't prosper your business what makes you think I won't prosper your education what makes you think I won't prosper your relationship what makes you think I won't prosper your marriage if I gave my son do you not know that through him I will freely give you all things now when you are who you say you are and you are legitimate then the things under you begin to shape up in today's message, Dr. Carson teaches us the legitimacy of us, coming from Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. Didn't we see in scripture that Moses says as a representative of God, who is on the Lord's side? Thus us are those who are on the Lord's side by standing with whom the Lord chooses and who has sent with the word of God. Us cannot be characterized nor defined by an inspired layperson. Us has to be connected to us. Let us make man. Us, thus you hear the scripture says, evangelist, uh, in Ephesians 4, it says, he that uh, has ascended, he first descended to the lower parts of the earth. And when he ascended, he left gifts unto men, some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. When he left, he sent. So us are always represented by his divine delegates. You cannot call yourself an us if you ain't connected to us. Y'all don't like my message, but this is good teaching this morning. Elijah asked a question, a very clarifying question to Israel when they disconnected from us. He said... How long will you go limping between two opinions? Sometimes you want to be a part 
of the work of God and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you want to be connected to your leader and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you like your church and sometimes you don't. How long will you go limping between two opinions? He said if God be God, serve him. If Satan be God, serve him. But who is on the Lord's side? Jesus makes it clear that us are those who serve God exclusively beyond their need and desire for capital and money. Says no man can serve two masters. Either you're us or them. What are you saying, Dr. Carson? I'm saying that there are two classifications of people on the earth from a kingdom perspective. And that is us and them. Which one are you? Unfortunately, the us are those who are in alignment with God and are recipients of his promises and of, of his power. And then them are those who are under the sway of Satan. Putting themselves and their pleasures before God's plan for their lives. Them are those who engage in the lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes and the pride of life. It is most unfortunately today that in most churches you hear a message catered to them and not us. You see, you become an us only through regeneration and then you become partakers of the divine nature and must conquer the flesh every day of your life because there is a war when you become us in the inside of you. There is a war between the flesh and the spirit. As you seek to love God and your neighbor as yourself. When you're us, there is a battle within. And you know... You are not mastering the, by, the, the battle if you're not connected and aligned with us. See, you do not organically qualify for us. I, I'm going to say that again. Like, you don't come to church and then just because the message touches you, you're us. It's not that organic. You, you can't live like you want to live and then come to church and hear a positive message and then leave encouraged without no internal change. Now, see, that's what's messing a whole bunch of folk up. They like to go places where they can hear a message that does not require personal transformation. And you might feel good in that environment, but the Bible said, what profit a man to gain the world and lose the soul? Because you've heard all kinds of inspiring messages that make you feel like you can have success in this life. But when this life is over, 
us, you don't, order, you don't organically qualify for us. You must be born again. And if you don't understand what being born again is, more than likely, you're not born again. And if you're not born again, then you're not of us. Us are those who have been legitimized by redemption, regeneration, and recapitulation. We have surrendered our lives for the work of the kingdom. You're not us if the only time you think about us is Sunday morning. Because us exists seven days a week. Them can handle Sunday morning. But us got to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That's looking at our text because, because our text talks about us. But I needed to make sure that you understood the us that is talking about before you begin to embrace all of these swelling promises and good feelings about us and you are them. I know I'm not your best friend this morning. I know this is nothing like being unstoppable. Amen. I know this is nothing like don't quit. But this is about the legitimization of us. You want to at least know you, if you us or them. Because church doesn't decide that for you. Because them can go to church. When they want to. Us. We help to comprise the church. Thus our text. Is about us. Not them. Romans chapter 6 and 8. Are three of the most adored. Texts written by the inspired hands. Of the apostle Paul. I just love them. While time does not permit me to create the total context of Romans chapter 8 through the backdrop of the previous chapters, I must establish the context, though, of our text within the chapter. After Paul exits Romans chapter 7 with the praise unto God, who will provide victory in spite of the struggle and proclaims that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ or the us. He talks about the struggle. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of sin and death? I thank the Lord Jesus Christ that he will deliver me. Thus, he goes into chapter 8 with the praise. But then... <clears throat> When he gets into chapter 8, he begins to define the us. He states that the us are spiritually minded, not carnal minded. 
and they live life in the consciousness and influence of the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead and now provides us life in the spirit and will one day raise us up from the dead. Us. Paul continues to write that us are led by the spirit because they are the sons of God and are delivered from the spirit of fear and have been embraced by the spirit of adoption and now call God Papa Papa, Daddy Daddy as they have become heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Oh, I'm preaching the gospel today. The us's are encouraged that regardless of what we're going through today, that our present day suffering are not to be compared. They're not worthy to be compared to the glory, listen to this, that will be revealed in us. <laughs> Look to your neighbor and say, I thank God I'm a us. Because everything is, everything is promised to us, not them. Them can read the book. Them can come to church. But they can't get the blessing. The blessing is for us. Why don't you tell somebody, aren't you glad you're an us this morning? Come on, why don't you say, you us, you, you us, you. Yes. You let nobody despise you for being an us. Don't you be ashamed of being an us. Don't you try to hide the fact that you're us. Because the promises of God are true. Not them. You young folk go to school. You don't care. It doesn't matter about them. You're an us. Thus, Paul writes, and the Spirit helps us. Y'all not hearing me? It says the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Aren't you glad that even though you're weak, you're an us? And if you ask, the Spirit helps you when you're weak. Look to your neighbors, I may be weak, but I must. Oh. Thus, thus it says here, and the Spirit helps us. In our weaknesses. For we do not know how to pray. As we ought. But the spirit intercedes for. Uh, Y'all not talking to me. <laughs> when I don't know how to pray. For my weak self. That spirit intercedes for. With groanings which cannot be uttered. Thus y'all sit down, y'all sit down, let me finish here. Thus, he said all things work together for good 
for them who love the Lord and who are the called according to his purpose. Paul writes that us were foreknew, predestined to be conformed to the image of his son or align with the us. You didn't catch that. <laughs> All of this has been to realign us with the us. Us began with God and us ends with God. Thus, those whom he predestined, pro reason, those who he marked your life out with boundaries, he also kaleo, he called. And those whom he called, he also dekaio, he also justified, he acquitted. And those whom he acquitted, he also edoxacent, he also glorified. That means that in the mind of God, I already got a new body. So God ain't waiting for my end, my end has already come. I'm waiting on the end, y'all not talking to me. It's look to your neighbor, say everything God's gonna do for us has already been done. We're just waiting for manifestation. Don't you dare quit because you're hurting right now. You're on your way to manifestation. Don't you dare stop because you're on your way to manifestation. Why? Because you are part of us, 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 us. Thus, this text leaves us with some thoughts to ponder upon that is listed in a set of rhetorical questions that begins with asking the question that in light of the things that God has already done for us, he's predestined us, he's called us he's justified us he's glorified us that means it's already done so what do we say to these things what do we say to these things if god be oh yeah if god be for then who can be Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, how can we lose with the stuff God used? Y'all sit down, I've got to, I've got to finish this. Thus, if God before us and look to your neighbor and say and he is so it's rhetorical if God before us then who <laughs> what you going through 
If God is for you, who? Why in the world are you allowing the pressures and the pains and the problems of your life to make you think some kind of way you ain't overcoming? If God be for you, then what? Who can be against you? Well, you say it hurts, just go through your process. Because we know that all things... We know that all things work together for, for good, for good. God is trying to work good for, for us. It hurts, but it's for our good. I want you to hear me this morning. Whatever you're going through, no matter how difficult it may seem, it is not because God is helpless. It is because God is sovereign and perfect in all of his ways. It's not because the enemy wants to destroy you. Because if God is for you, the enemy cannot destroy you. So if God lets you go through, he's trying to produce a better us. You're going through so that we can become a better Let me hurry up and finish. Now, here is the second question. He that did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us. You, you didn't get that again. I tried to have you read it with an emphasis so you could hear it. He that... Did not what? Spare his own son, but what? Delivered him what? Up for us all. Us, us. Which means Jesus died for us. Now, us means those who believed in him. Not, this is not universalism. This doesn't mean that everybody is going to be saved because he died for us all. That's only when you don't understand there's an us and there is a them. This is an us promise. Then he says this. So, if he did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How then... Shall he not with him freely give? Okay, you didn't get that word again. Freely give who? Give us what? All things. So, God says, don't you worry. Whatever us needs, us gonna get. And he says, then, what's the down payment? My son. Did I not withhold my son? Now listen, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Cattle on a thousand hill. Silver and gold belongs to him. But it ain't like his only begotten son. And he said, if I did not withhold my son and freely gave him to you, then what makes you think I'm not going to give you clothes? What makes you think I'm not going to give you food? What makes you think that I'm not going to give you transportation? 
What makes you think I'm not going to put a roof over your head? What makes you think I won't prosper your business? What makes you think I won't prosper your education? What makes you think I won't prosper your relationship? What makes you think I won't prosper your marriage? If I gave my son, do you not know that through him I will freely give you all things? Now, there's a clicker here, there's a kicker here. Everything that I give you got to come through him. Can't come around him. If it ain't for his glory, I ain't going to give it to you. If it ain't for his story, I ain't going to give it to you. If it's not for the expansion of the kingdom, I'm not going to give to you. I will freely give you all things through him. I'm trying so hard, huh? So, here, here's the third question. Then, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? <laughs> I'm struggling right now, Doc. There's some things out of character right now. I've entered into a season of inconsistency. I've slid, I've slid into a a season of dealing with my nemesis and my weaknesses. And I need God to pull me out of this right now. There are folk that are looking and they see I'm going through and struggling. And it's hurting my witness. And some folk are talking about me because of what I'm going through. But I love you God and I'm trying to hang on in there. I'm like Jacob. I'm going to hang on with a limp. I, and folk are looking at me and saying I'm crippled and I'm impaired and I'm handicapped and they're talking about me God because they're not talking about speculation they're talking about facts there are some things about me God that I don't like and shouldn't be there but God says this who shall bring a charge against God's elect I chose you you were electos. You were chosen by God. Thus he said, it is Christ who died and has risen and at the right hand of God who then himself, when you can't pray for yourself, it says he makes intercession for. He makes intercession for. When I can't pray for myself, God's praying for me. I'm almost finished. Thus, y'all sit down. Thus, the text then asks another question. Another rhetorical question. Who shall separate us? Corizo, the Greek term. To put apart or to sever. Who shall sever us? <laughs> I just want to sever. Who shall sever us from the love of God? Who has the ability in Pauline language to make God stop loving you? And 
Who has the ability to make you stop loving God? Thus he says, shall your tribulation separate you? Shall your distress, shall your, shall your persecution and famine and nakedness and peril or the sword? <clears throat> Paul says here, I love him because he first loved me. I'm gaining a hold of him like he's gained a hold of me in this, in this Philippian language. <clears throat> now, he says, because I love God like God loves me. He says, nothing that I go through is going to make me fall away from God. Why? Because I'm not them. I'm us. Y'all know. When you're legitimate us, these kinds of things don't shake you. Every time you look around, you're ready to leave the church. You're ready to stop serving God because you're going through. You, you know, you're depressed. You don't know what to do. And thing, maybe this ain't working for me. That's because you got a them mentality. Not us. So when you're us, you don't know nothing else to do with yourself. You can leave church mad, but you're coming back Sunday night. Hey! Why? Because you're us, you're us, you're us, you're us! And who can separate us? To hear this message in its entirety, visit drdanacarson.org and search for The Legitimacy of Us. If you would like to go even further in your understanding of the kingdom of God, we invite you to enroll in the Online Kingdom Bible University. Check this out. Are you ready to experience a greater dimension to God? The Kingdom Bible University was birthed to meet the needs of today's kingdom believers that have busy lives with family, career, and ministry. At KBU, we desire to see you fulfill your kingdom mandate and live to your Christ-centered full potential. Through KBU, you can achieve the kingdom knowledge and empowerment of the Bible that will enhance your spiritual life. KBU is your right choice for a kingdom education that is affordable, reliable, and accessible just for you. Find more information about KBU at KingdomBibleUniversity.com and watch God transform your life one kingdom learning opportunity at a time. Before we end this broadcast, we would like to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ. Please repeat this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you now acknowledging that I am a sinner and in need of your grace. Save me, Lord. Make me clean. All that I am, all that I have, I give to you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Now, if you said this prayer, we celebrate with you. We invite you to join online to further your kingdom journey at www.therockwoi.com and click on join online. We would love to assist you through your new kingdom life. 
The preceding message by Dr. Dana Carson is made possible by DCKM Partners, assisting people to know God, make Him known to others, and spread the kingdom message around the world. Check out his website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from the Kingdom Voice. Become a DCKM partner today and make a difference in the world around you at www.drdanacarson.org. In a time of social distancing, anxiety, fear, and disconnection, The Rock is here to help you stay connected to God. COVID-19 may be strong, but our God is stronger and he's ready to give you hope and relief every day online. Dr. Dana Carson, the 21st Century Kingdom Voice, is praying for you and ministering in the Word every day on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. You have questions? He has the answers. Join us live online Monday through Friday for an hour of power at 12 p.m. Saturdays for powerful Kingdom discussions at 9 p.m. Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. for an extraordinary worship experience with miracles, healing, and supernatural ministry. Wednesdays for Bible study at 7 p.m. We also have an online worship experience just for your children. For more information, visit www.therockwoi.com. The preceding broadcast has been brought to you by DCKM Partners, helping people to know God, make Him known to others, and spread the kingdom message around the world. Find out more at drdanacarson.org.